Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We talk about game-changing technology all the time on the Gains Podcast. And we had a big reveal just this week by Apple. They showed off their new mixed reality headset, Apple Vision Pro. Very cool stuff. But at a $3,500 price tag, will we see widespread adoption? I'm Andy Gersher, and this is Game. All right, let's bring on Paul Hockman, president of Humongous Media and former tech editor for the Today Show based in Cambridge. Paul, always great to have you on the Gaines Podcast. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. So as mentioned, Apple unveiled its new mixed reality headset this week, the Apple Vision Pro, and a lot of buzz leading up to this big reveal and and cool stuff. But the $3,500 price tag seems a little steep. But Paul, let's start with your takeaway from Apple's big event and give us kind of the lowdown on what this new device all entails. Let's start with the top, literally. Tim Cook not that long ago, a couple months ago, said, listen, anybody who's not on the augmented reality bandwagon, he wasn't talking about mixed reality, he wasn't talking about virtual reality, but the augmented reality bandwagon is going to miss what his, in his view, is the next wave of interest in the part of consumers and technology. So to, for those who don't know or don't know the subtleties of the differences, and I wouldn't blame them because there's a lot of acronyms out there, um, virtual reality is essentially a new reality that's created in front of you, digitally speaking. It doesn't resemble – it resembles, I suppose, in some cases, recognizable figures. You can go gaming, for example, and be in a completely different world that is not yours. So that's virtual reality. Augmented reality, if you're looking through glasses or through your phone, for that matter, because you can do it with a phone, you're looking at reality through the lens of your phone's camera, but you're also seeing things augmenting that reality. Um, Amazon has a shopping app feature, an AR feature that allows you to place a large piece of furniture in your home at scale so you can see if it fits, if you see if it likes, without having to buy the furniture or have it shipped. And that's augmented reality, adding to your current reality. And then mixed reality is that crazy, strange digital world where things are projected onto existing things. Uh, in other words, I'll give you an easy example. Mixed reality, uh, Zimmer Biomet, which makes replacement knees and hips, and we'll get to Apple in a second, but they have a mixed reality Microsoft-built device that allows the surgeon to look through a clear lens at the surgery that they are performing, but they also see projected onto that surgery uh, measurements, alignment, angles, and so forth, so that the surgeon can get that that uh, that knee replacement put in exactly right. That's 
that's basically mixed reality. So the surgeon seeing real things, things projected onto those real things. But in, anyway, that is not what, what basically Apple's doing is blowing all that up and putting it all together. <laughs> and so what you're experiencing when you look through it is a combination of whatever you pick, whatever you want it to do. But essentially, it's a lot like Minority Report, where if you remember that Tom Cruise movie where you, Tom Cruise basically moved his hands and things in front of him moved in response to his movements. And in some cases, those things are projected right onto the screen. So essentially, you are seeing something that is a mixture of reality and unreality. And it's incredibly realistic because, the, uh, the, not surprisingly, Apple's done a great job of the visuals. So that's all cool, but for 3500 bucks down to brass tacks, the folks I've talked to, there are very few people who've had their hands on it. I actually spoke with one of those folks, a friend of mine, and it's a little un, it's a little unsettling for people who have seen it. It's like, imagine a pair of goggles, ski goggles, uh, that basically seal you off from the outside world unless you want to augment that world or, or see that world, and then you just move your hands, and you can see what's behind the images on the screen. So in a nutshell, 3500 bucks, you can do lots of things with it, and we'll get to some of those in a second. But really, there, it's a, I would say it is a mixed response from the part of the press because they're not sure not of the quality of the device, but of the need for the device. And that is the big question. When Apple takes technology, they do it in a way that often leads to much wider spread adoption. And I know this yeah. hefty price tag early on, it's not like a phone. It's something you need every day. But there are a variety of things that uh, you can use this for. My first takeaway versus other headsets that I've seen is it's more like scuba goggles. And it's uh, a lot smaller. Mm -hmm. I heard it's lighter. One of the downsides of other headsets has always been that they're heavy and your neck gets tired after you know, using them for a while, I think Apple has kind of alleviated some of this. You know, you were kind of speaking to this. They have cameras inside the goggles that are trained to focus on your eye and where they're looking. And then they also yep. have external cameras. And you spoke to where you can make a, a small hand gesture to you know, manipulate, what, manipulate you're yeah. what you're seeing. And those are yeah. using external cameras and then you just combine it all together and i apparently it's very seamless but again a hefty price tag thirty five hundred dollars to see movies to you know use facetime and it can do a lot of these things and, and and so let's talk about some of the applications i mean obviously when you put these on and you you were at that default home screen what comes up is a bunch of your apps and you can open them and you can, you know, do a variety of things. And that's where I want you to, you know, take us next, Paul, is just some of the applications. You can watch, watch a movie while in an immersive environment. So kind of hit on some of these. Sure. So, so first of all, I want to go back to one thing you just said on these, on some of the applications here. You are absolutely correct. There are internal cameras that are tuned after a few moments of tuning, tuned to the center of your eye, in other words, your pupils. And so, in other words, those cameras follow your pupils' movements. And to your earlier point, which is absolutely correct, Apple does this better than anybody else. There's lots of people who do sort of versions of this, but putting it all together is almost infinitely hard, okay? And these guys have made it so that, for example, applications, you can move your eyes and go to various screens that then, because that those cameras saw your eyes move, up come the screen of the multiple screens in front of you, by the way, because you can see it multiple screens if you want. Up comes the screen you were looking at. 
So if you really just want to see another screen, you don't have to move your hands at all. You just literally look at it and it becomes prioritized. You can also um, make the thing you're looking at in front of you, say, that, say it is that movie you mentioned, uh, you can make it in reference to the background. In other words, you can make it so that you can see behind the movie screen, if you will, into your living room, if that's where you're sitting, or you can make that living room disappear so the movie itself is just suspended. To your, that's one thing that they've done here is they've basically responded to the many complaints in the Oculus world and Meta's world, all the, all the virtual reality goggles, which you, to your correct, they're heavy, but also they made people a little bit ill in some cases, a little vertigo, because they had no reference to the outside world. And Apple has taken care of that, so you can customize that. But back to applications. Okay, in, here's an easy example. Anybody who's ever tried to assemble an IKEA piece of furniture knows that because IKEA, has, it was determined to make the uh, directions that they include with each package universal, i.e. global, so that you didn't have to speak English to be able to assemble it. Well, it turns out that anybody who spoke any language could not assemble it because IKEA directions were not so easy to follow. No kidding, right? Okay. However, what they're doing right now is you open the box of IKEA furniture, you open up pieces because the, the IKEA furniture has to obviously be assembled, and what you are, sort of that mixed reality idea earlier, that HoloLens, uh, Microsoft idea, but in this case, really beautiful, by the way, I've seen images, Onto those pieces that you're pulling out of a furniture box, it's an unassembled piece of furniture, um, this device projects you know, part one onto, uh, onto the part. In other words, you see what you're supposed to do first, projected onto the screen in front of you, and then it directs you to pick up the next piece and put it together, and it shows you where those pieces fit together. So all the sort of mystery of the Swedish-invented um, you know, languageless <laughs> directions all of a sudden goes away because the device is literally leading you step-by-step, piece-by-piece, screw and bolt and nut by screw and bolt and nut through the process. So that is an easy example of an application where you're getting directed by the goggles. Now, and the the actual, when I say the goggles, I mean obviously Apple's product. The point that is really exciting about that, before we get to the drawbacks, is that for most folks, the experience of seeing these, um, seeing any image in front of them in a goggle situation, meaning in a closed situation, could be disorienting. Um, however, in this situation, when you're projecting whatever you're needing to do outward past the lens, in other words, into the world of, that surrounds you, they're incredibly useful. If you're navigating an, un, an uncertain space, it will be able to walk you through it, even in the dark, because it senses what's around you. So those are some pretty cool things. That All that said, um, the big question really comes down to the social interaction aspect of it. I've been a consumer electronics show 18 gazillion years in a row. And I still remember the first time Samsung brought in their version of augmented reality, virtual reality goggles. And there were hundreds of people riding a roller coaster that only they could see in the lens in front of them. And they were screaming and jumping and yelling and smiling. And we were all walking around near them because we were at the convention too, going, I don't know what they're doing, but it doesn't look like it involves me. Meaning there is an element of an antisocial aspect to this, which again, there's going to be lots of use for it. But it's also, if you put the goggles on, Unless you're really choosing to interact with other people with, go- with those goggles, you're not going to be dealing with um, some fundamental human needs like connection. So there's the jury's out on whether or not lots of folks will adopt this. One of my criticisms of Google Glass and other devices, if your vision is not perfect, you often have problems. And now for the Apple Vision Pro, you can't wear glasses. They, they don't fit inside the, the headset. But if you have contacts, then then there's no problems and you can use that. But if you do have glasses, 
Apple has a solution. They have a machine that can read the prescription eyeglasses, and it produces these snap-in lenses that can then go into the Apple Vision Pro headset. And after that, it works perfect. And they needed to get that right, and they obviously did. Paul, I got to tell you, I'm really glad they addressed that issue. For a long time, if you wore glasses, too bad. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And even remember Google Glass. It was re- if you had any kind of vision issues at all, it was really hard to manipulate that. That you know, when I say Google Glass, we're talking about the, these eyeglasses that they had almost ten years ago now. Um, that's right. And so, th- that's what's so interesting is look. Let's go, let's go back for two seconds to the impulse behind building and designing all this. Okay. And to me, the, the you know what Google Glass was trying to accomplish, what Apple is certainly trying to accomplish, Meta's been working on it too, is the idea of bringing the World Wide Web and everything else included in the web to you without having to, you having to go to it. In other words, bringing all that information in front of your eyes, literally and figuratively. Well, this is Apple basically can- the the middle step between interacting with the internet on a computer and, and and then we're getting to this level and eventually it'll be you'll just be directly interacting with the internet through your brain oh, but, yeah, but that, mean, that's for know, the next conversation go ahead no but it's okay it's, it's, but i don't know because the current conversation is about what are you doing this for right and in other words what and, and by the way what is apple spending literally tens of billions of dollars in development for a $3,500 product, what is the impulse they're trying to satisfy? What's the need out there in the consumer space or even in the, in the B2B space? What is it that they're trying to deliver? And it's admirable in one, in one very important way. that They are trying to deliver information to where you need it. Now, obviously, the mobile phone, the smartphone, does that in a really good way, okay? But guess what? It's, is this new product good enough and better enough than the smartphone to justify the cost. Remember, bringing all that information, real or virtual, to you is an admirable goal. It's what we all want, right? I mean, and eventually, to your point, you know, Philip K. Dick, who's that famous futurist who's no longer alive, but, you know, his view is that you'd be implanting chips in your head and getting all this stuff. And by the way, I don't think it's that far off. But in the end, this is exactly the question. What are we trying to satisfy here? So to back to your earlier, I think, excellent question. What are the applications? I mean, look, Seeing a movie, playing a game, getting information delivered to you are all really admirable, and that's great, shopping even, if you want. However, I don't know if it's all satisfied in this situation. I just don't know if it's enough to justify the cost. It's not like a phone. That's why the the iPhone just took off. Everybody needed it. It was what everybody wanted and needed immediately, and it was, even though pretty expensive, I mean, when the iPhone first came out, but that just kind of speaks to it. Does everybody need an Apple Vision Pro? Every aspect, you know, you use your phone for almost all aspects of your life. Not so much here. And and I, I totally get what you're saying there. For people who are really into this and the gaming stuff is really cool and there's some applications, but to have, you know, nearly everybody on the planet buy one of these in the next couple of years, I guess that is the big question and would be really surprised if you have that level of demand for as cool as this would, is yeah, and high. Exactly. And, and I guess that's, that's the big question. And what is your thoughts on that? Sure. Well, okay. Remember that when the smartphone, the iPhone being basically the first uh, did what it did and showed up, remember that the final action that you performed when you were done using it for your moment, using an app, browsing the web, whatever, listening to music was to put it in your pocket, right? Um, get a case for it, maybe to protect it, but to put it in your pocket. 
And you can't do that <laughs> with this. With this so the device. lack of mobility of the device uh, is is going to be an issue, obviously. Well, right. So what do you want to use it for? If you want to use it for quick reference on something, think about that for a sec. You know what? I want to go browse the web or I want to see, uh, I quickly want to glean some information from that's out there. AI driven or not, I want to go get some information. Very cool. Um, but to what? I got to put the goggles on now? Okay. That's an excellent well, I, point. I mean, just to look at how many times people look at their phone today for a quick thing, the temperature, a quick breaking news thing. You know, and, and I get what you're saying. I mean, having to, the hassle of putting the gear on and firing it up where that's all happened in a millisecond with the phone. Right. Well, let's just think, you know, say you're at the airport. You want to check a text. Okay. Granted, if you're wearing the goggles, which, by the way, from a social – let's just leave the social weirdness of that out for a second. Yeah, right? that's you're another the, another discussion. Go ahead. You know, that I'm sitting there at the you know in the waiting area, the, you know, the, whatever, the Delta Sky, whatever the heck it's called, or, the, or right by the gate. And, you know, a text comes in. Okay, well, the Apple Watch is a little subtle, so you can look at the Apple Watch if you don't want to pull your phone out. But you just look at your watch, and from a social perspective, that doesn't look too weird. Somebody checks their watch all day long. To your earlier point, you know, I look at my phone, according to Apple Tracker, right, I look at it about 11 or 1,200 times a day, okay? So that means, uh, and that's apparently below average for many people. So that means that I'm checking it that much. Therefore, let's just track it backwards. So what is it good for? In other words, what are we talking about here? If it's not going to be something you reference briefly, you're going to reference it. You're going to be immersed in it, and if that's your intent, if that's the goal. Okay, so do you really want to be immersed in something that you have to wear over your face? And again, back to this point, I mean, look, movies are amazing on it, as I understand. Certainly, um, you know, getting all kinds of uh, virtual gaming stuff is going to be amazing, especially with the incredibly high-quality audio audio and video that Apple's brought to this, okay, as they should for 3500 bucks. But the point is it's gorgeous, as I understand it, and certainly the stills I've seen and some of the video I've seen of what you see inside, it's absolutely beautiful. But back to the point, that is an immersive experience that is best consumed over time, and all that information that the phone gave you, which was really cool, meaning the World Wide Web delivered to your hand and then you can put it into your pocket, that's still possible. But in the end, unless you're doing something that requires you to watch for a long time, I'm not sure – it's a step forward for the mass audience. I'm sure it's a step forward for a lot of folks who are going to use an individual application. So that's kind of the dividing line for me. Hey, be sure to subscribe, follow, and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if that's an option for you. I've been told that's podcast gold. Totally appreciate the solid there. And as always, subscribe and turn on those notifications so you know when a new Gains episode drops. We drop Gains episodes on Wednesday mornings. We'll be right back with Paul after the break. Back with Paul. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Rockman president of humongous media and former tech editor for the today show based in cambridge paul we were kind of talking about how it's a really cool technology the apple uh, vision pro headset we could see you know a lot of value as an entertainment and gaming device as well but again moving the needle becoming really widespread not completely sold on that. When somebody asked me to put their stuff, when I was doing the Today Show stuff, which is fairly regular for a long time, my standards were, stayed the same. In other words, the product type, the service type, whatever it was that, you know, that folks, PR teams, whoever was reaching out to me, product makers, software makers, didn't matter. They would reach out to me and they'd say, hey, listen, we want to be on the Today Show. We want 7 million people watching. You know, we want 7 million people watching this. Great. Okay. Um, my standard for that was, Why? In other words, I, I'm into it. I, I, I am amazed by the, by the genius that's expressed through products, through software, through hardware, you name it, day in and day out in this country and around the world. I am truly blown away. I put the very first flat screen TV ever on the Today Show, okay? And it was, about, it was made by Sony. It was called the X1, and it was 12 inches, okay, 12 inches in diameter. It was tiny. But the reason, the, the why there was that the TV in that situation, and we'll get back to, the, you know, to this particular product, the TV was flatter. It took up less space, and the image was gorgeous. It was so much better than what was out there. So that was a giant leap forward. So the answer to why was that was it fits in a tighter space. You might be able to hang it on a wall soon, which of course we now all do. Um, the image is beautiful, so much more high contrast than the other stuff, and so forth. Right. So that was the standard. Was like, why is this going to help somebody? Is this going to solve a problem? Those were the standards I always applied when I did Today Show stuff. Well, I would ask the very same question, and I'm not saying. I wouldn't put this product on the on on the air. I, I'm not saying that, but I would have to ask myself in what context, and that's when you have to start balancing things. In other words, Apple's newsworthy because it's Apple, so I would cover it 100%. And Apple has some has made some basically some features, some attributes, and some benefits of this product that are truly amazing. So I'd want to talk about that too, but I would definitely hesitate a little bit to make grand pronouncements about mass audiences going yippee because I don't see it yet. That doesn't mean I'm – have I ever been wrong? Oh, a lot, okay? <laughs> but I don't know if I'm really convinced yet if this is going to change, as you just said, the mass audience. You know, individuals, probably. Immersion, yes. The quality of the image is gorgeous and so much better than anything else out there, I can tell you right now. But again, what is it really for? Why do I need this? And those questions have yet to – for me, have yet to be answered. There's been so much – hype surrounding this product you know you saw the build-up they were talking about this is the watershed moment for apple mm-hmm. this is right. the biggest reveal since the watch which is true but again is it going to change apple the way the iphone did, did? you yeah, know no, okay, apple me, iPad. Just, that's a that's a great question let me just say something about that Let, let's for one second i mean i want to also make sure that we give apple due respect here what they have to do, it's like, it's like in football. You throw the ball where the receiver's going to be, right? You lead the receiver, and you throw the ball, and ideally the receivers run his route, or, um, you know, 
well and the ball goes exactly where that receiver will be in a couple of seconds or whatever it may, whatever that time lapse may be, right? Well, every, every technologist in the universe, or at least our universe, <laughs> has to do the same thing, and it's a magic act. You have to develop something that takes – it's like the automobile industry. Average time between design and rolling out of the showroom floors can be – it's now shortened to about two and a half years, but it used to be on average four years. So what these – technologists are doing, what the manufacturers are doing is a magic act, and that is trying to guess at where the giant middle bell of the bell curve of consumer uh, of consumers is and where they will be in a matter of however long it takes to develop. This thing took multiple years to develop. So what they were guessing at is that there's going to be a real need to consume images through something that's immersive. And Tim Cook has been hinting at this for a long time about augmented reality, as we talked about. He thinks it's important. I don't doubt that his, his you know, look, he's got his access to research and con- consumer trends and consumer insights and consumer you know, uh, tastes far greater than I ever will. And, and maybe he sees something I don't. But let's give him respect. These guys are trying to land a product at a time they believe consumers will crave it. And, you know, jury's out just because I don't think I would probably spend 3500 on something like that yet. doesn't matter. What matters is uh, that they've led that receiver and they think the receiver is about to arrive and to put, not only receive it, but put it on their head and start watching. And again, as we mentioned on the onset of this, Apple generally does the technology in a really, really good way. And um, the technology becomes much wider spread. You know, it, it's interesting to... Uh, and this kind of speaks to it. Uh, and I just came across this, and this is this speaks about Apple, n- not the the headset. But I was talking to um, one of my single friends just recently, and he was an Android guy. And you, mm-hmm. do you know why he got an Apple phone? Only one reason why he got an <laughs> why? Apple phone. Why? Because, according to him, all the women, all the younger women. You know, he's a, a yeah. younger guy, you know, and younger women love their Apple devices. And yep. and, and apparently, I guess there's the, the blue bubble if you're an Apple. <laughs> okay. A, an I'm Apple. I'm sorry, because it's just literary. Okay. This has been going on forever. Let me just tell you. And, and meaning Jonathan Swift. Okay. He wrote lots of satire. Okay. That, you know, including Gulliver's Travels and all kinds of stuff like in the 1700s. Okay. And there was that one of his short stories was about um, hats with that faced left versus hats that faced right. Okay, and the people who wore the hats that faced left, you know, they were not popular at all. But the hats that faced right, well, those were the winners. Okay, and this is a version of that. Now, the blue bubble or the green bubble, and I'm telling you, it is you are absolutely correct. Meaning, it is absolutely a phenomenon. My version of it is a little less sexy. Okay. Specifically, my kids have iPhone SEs, the most the lowest end iPhone, right? And they could not communicate with my wife or me easily because we had Android phones. So that was my reason. Um, you know, who I see on a daily basis um, is my kids, and I love my kids, and I want to communicate with them. And they couldn't do group chats if they had Android phones because almost all their pals and their cohort had iPhones. So you're a hundred percent correct. Yeah, I mean it's it's the blue the blue bubble is an Apple and and the green is a an Android user and uh you know if you're an Android loser or user then you're a loser. By the way, I I have an Android phone so I I'm in fact it kind of slightly bothers me. I live in a world that is like this. I'm 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 crying inside. 
But <laughs> it, 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 I, I never really thought about that. But that just speaks to the power of Apple. That speaks to when they bring something to the table, yeah. uh, you know, it's kind of the the cool kids in, in a lot of ways, too. And, and again, that kind of skews younger as well. I, you know, I, I don't get hung up on that stuff. And like I said, I'm secretly crying inside that we live in a world where blue and green dots <laughs> and the matter, phones that right. you use matter. But uh, oh, the, the number of times I've gotten a text back from somebody that said, oh, now you have an iPhone. And I'm like, first of all, how the heck do you know that? Second of all, none of your business. Third of all, how the heck do you know that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm, like, so I'm like, I don't, this doesn't make it, but now I see, of course, now I get it. But then bubble, the blue bubble, but you know, it is, it's, you're right. It's and, genius, man. Apple figured it out. Yeah. And that, that brings me to the point of the, you know, even though there may be a ways to go here, it's just seeing Apple in this space and then seeing Apple do it in a very, very good way. Um, I've also heard some people who've tried this and other headsets, they're like, oh, yeah, well, you can spend 500 to to 1000 on uh, another a virtual reality headset or another headset that's okay, is pretty cool. Or you can spend $3,500 to have your mind completely blown away. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, I guess, and, and again, if you don't have a, a use for either one, it, you probably won't spend any money. But, no, no, but that like, speaks you know, to it. That, that's really true. Uh, you just said a second ago about the sort of Apple Android thing, which is funny and true. And by the way, it's a marketing scheme that works. And who am I to question that, right? But it's not a small thing that the installed base of iPhones is smaller than the world globally than the installed base of Android just by default. There are a huge number of Android devices out there by comparison to Apple. However, what you get, as you probably know or have heard, since you're an Android user, and we won't publicize that, Andy, but, um, <laughs> but what you do get is this walled garden and this curated experience where if you buy this new device and you have an iPhone, guess what? It's going to work seamlessly and beautifully together. And so that is not a small thing. You know, anybody who has to learn a new operating system knows that's a pain in the butt. Um, if somebody who knows the operating system and then you put the, put the headset on and all of a sudden it's seamless to you because you understand how it all is supposed to work, well, that's a big deal. And that's a running start that none of the other manufacturers have. And the ecosystem, you know, we always talk about, you know, once you're hooked into that Apple ecosystem, I've, I've heard it's very hard to get out and understandably so everything's tied together and seamless. Yeah. I, I, I have to say, um, well, okay. I just switched from Android, as I mentioned, because my kids have iPhone SEs. Um, I switched from an Android, from a Samsung Android device to my Apple iPhone, which is a 14. I, it's a 14, not the, not the super duper deluxe version, but it's an, an, an iPhone 14. Fine. And you know what? I have to be honest that voice recognition, Google has really done an amazing job with it, and Apple has not done as good a job. The accuracy of, of Google's, i.e. Android-based, right, um, voice recognition and, and text uh, development is so much, so far ahead of Apple's that I've noticed because I've been an Android user for a decade, okay, more, I've noticed the difference. There are some drawbacks to the, uh, to the Apple world, it being as beautifully put together and as beautifully connected as it is. That said, those problems are pretty minor by comparison to the amazing experience of having, um, I have a MacBook Pro laptop. I sound like an ad, but it's just, it's the device I use. Many people use, um, you know, Windows machines, fine. But I use 
uh, an Apple MacBook Pro. I have now my, um, my, my iPhone 14. And guess what? When I, if I want to do it, as an example, if somebody texts me something and I'm sitting at my computer, it pops up in the Messages app, and I can respond to that text by typing on my laptop. Not a huge technology breakthrough, but it's really convenient. And so that's some of the benefit. And I'm 100% convinced that this new product, this is going to feel that good to most Apple users because, A, it's so familiar, and B, even more importantly, it's been integrated by all their engineers. It's going to be gorgeous. It's going to be fun. I just don't know how mass it will be. We'll certainly continue to monitor the situation and cool stuff nonetheless. Hey, big thanks to Paul Hockman, president of Humongous Media and former tech editor for the Today Show. He's based in Cambridge. And hey, be sure to subscribe, follow, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And as always, subscribe and turn on those notifications so you know when a new Gaines episode drops. We drop Gaines episodes on Wednesday mornings, and I look forward to seeing you then. A News Radio WBBM podcast, powered by Odyssey. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.